Hello, San Diego First Church. So good to be with you again today. We are looking at uh, John chapter 11. And our reading, the lectionary reading, goes from verse 1 to verse 45. But we're just going to be looking at verses 1 through 23. And as always, I am here with Pastor D. Pastor, good to be with you. Thanks, Matt. I always enjoy these times and exploring the scripture. It's fun. I do as well. This is really fun. Uh, For no other reason than I get to hang out with you and talk about the Bible. I don't (laughs) know who all is listening to this. Just (laughs) glad I get to do that. And people just get to peek in on our conversations. Today we're going to be looking at uh, the story of Lazarus. His uh, Specifically what Jesus is uh, doing with Mary and Martha and his conversations with them. And then the next part of the story is Lazarus who has died then is raised to life. Yeah, and as you said, this is a rather long reading, so for our purposes this morning, and probably um, where we will point our focus in this long passage on Sunday, is this interaction with Mary and Martha. Lazarus is um, mentioned, but um, mm-hmm. the rest of the Lazarus story is yet to come. Yeah. So um, that's the context of both t- this morning and uh, Sunday morning. So I'd love to read for us... John 11, starting in verse 1. This is from the NRSV version. Now, a certain man was ill, Lazarus of Bethany, the village of Mary and her sister Martha. Mary was the one who anointed the Lord with perfume and wiped his feet with her hair. Her brother Lazarus was ill. So the sister sent a message to Jesus. Lord, he whom you love is ill. But when Jesus heard it, he said, This illness does not lead to death. Rather, it is for God's glory, so that the Son of God may be glorified through it. Accordingly, through though Jesus loved Mary, excuse me, Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus, after having heard that Lazarus was ill, he stayed two days longer in the place where he was. Then, after this, he said to the disciples, Let us go to Judea again. The disciples said to him, Rabbi, teacher, the Jews were just now trying to stone you, and are you going there again? And Jesus answered, Are there not twelve hours of daylight? Those who walk during the day do not stumble because they see the light of this world, but those who walk at night stumble because the light is not in them. And after saying this, he told them, Our friend Lazarus has fallen asleep but I'm going there to awaken him. And the disciples said to him, Lord, if he has fallen asleep, he will be all right. And Jesus, however, had been speaking about his death, but they thought he was referring to, uh, referring merely to sleep. Then Jesus told them plainly, Jesus, or excuse me, Lazarus is dead. For your sake, I am glad I was not there so that you may believe, but let us go to him. Thomas, who was called the twin, said to his fellow disciples, Well, let us also go, that we may die with him. And when Jesus arrived, he found that Lazarus had already been dead in the tomb four days. Now, Bethany was near Jerusalem, some two miles away. And many of the Jews had come to Martha and Mary to console them about their brother. When Martha heard that Jesus was coming, she went and met him while Mary stayed at home. Martha said to Jesus, 
Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. But even now, I know that God will give you whatever you ask for of him. Jesus said to her, your brother will rise again. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. It's a fascinating passage in which there is a lot loaded in here, I think. Not just about Jesus and Jesus' relationship to Jerusalem and relationship to death, and uh, but Jewish customs. There's just a lot loaded here. So, Dee, tell me what catches your attention right away. Do you know, Matt, how um, sometimes there are big concepts that catch your attention and the way thematically it relates to, relates to something else. Um, often in our Tuesday podcast, we do connecting points. And so you get themes that go from one passage to another. Yeah. And then there are little, little things you go, huh, well, that's curious. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things that hits me that's curious, and I don't have an answer, but is Thomas's comment when he says to the rest of the disciples, let us also go that we may die with him. Mm. Is the hymn Jesus or is the hymn Lazarus? Uh-huh. And earlier they had talked about Jesus being pursued to be stoned. Yes. And the dangers of making this trip. But there's also this part of the story that is Lazarus has died. So it, it's <laughs> just find it curious. Yes. What's the object of that uh, mm-hmm. particular point that Thomas is making? Yeah. No answer, I don't think. Just ambiguity, and (laughs) that is a part of the discernment, part of the interpretive process. That's right. Um, I also um, am intrigued by several places in Scripture, and this is one of them, where death is referred to as sleep. Yeah. Um, And it's not typically in our culture that that takes place mm-hmm. but you certainly do find it throughout scripture and it seems like thematically that is kind of a powerful way to view death yeah. if we believe in the resurrection and and the um notion of eternal life yeah that it is a sleep not a Death has this notion of permanency to it, mm. and yet we believe that out of death comes life. Yeah, and the language is a real interesting way to deal with that by putting a moniker on it that speaks far more of temporariness um, in death, not permanence in death. Yeah, yeah. And I think it was one of the passages from last week that mentioned the phrase uh, uh, of a prophecy that says, uh, "Awake, O sleeper." Like, I oh, love yeah. the idea of of that being said of Lazarus, that Lazarus is the sleeper. I also like, which is pretty humorous, to me it's humorous, that Jesus is saying, like, our friend Lazarus has fallen asleep, and his disciples are like, uh, yeah, so what's, our, what's the deal with that? Like, <laughs> Why are we going for that? Why are we interrupting his nap? <laughs> let, the, let the man have some sleep. And Jesus has to say, like, no, 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 you don't get it. He's died. <laughs> like, yeah. And we're going to go wake him up. And I love, to your point of, like, we don't, we don't think of death that way in, in uh, our own culture and our own way of talking about the power of the resurrection alongside of our, our own deaths, that there is a, a, a sleepiness to what is taking place. Yeah. And that Christ is the one who is awakening us, not just here in this life and also in the next. 
Mm. And and I I think that's a a powerful image of of Christ as the awake of sleeper. Yeah. I I love that you brought that up. That's Mm. beautiful. Um, I also, I think is appropriate. Um, I don't know that we get too many opportunities to confront it. Um, And in confrontation, I would say to myself and then anyone else to whom it might apply. But the ways in which our convictions about eternity are sometimes betrayed by our fear of death. Yeah, yeah. And I think it's worth exploring in quiet reflection with God's Spirit. um, What is the posture inwardly that I should begin to take toward death if I have this profound conviction that that gives birth to eternal life. Yeah. Um, because we do, it seems to me, everything in our power to prevent it. Um, and even getting into the ethics of the DNR statements that some people fill out. Yeah. And, and how how is it or isn't it an expression of our spiritual journey? Yeah. Um, anyway, I think that that is something at least worth reflecting upon. Yeah, I agree with that. And it's not just in, I think that gets reflected also in our fear of little deaths. Oh, well said. That, yeah. that there are, that there is an, a death that is kind of awaiting all of us as humans. And our approach to that, um, we as Christians have the hope in the resurrection. And, and so there the fear of the sting of death, the permanence of death, uh, in our faith in Christ resides or um, rescinds. Mm-hmm. And yet, like we still in these little deaths are fearful. If we're afraid of the big death, or I should say it this way, if we are, um, confident in the resurrection in our faith in Christ, and we don't have that same fear of big death, then that also implies that the little deaths that we um, engage in ritually, daily, or, or like the fear of losing all that comes with this life, ideas or ambitions, the death of dreams, the yeah. death of, uh, of uh, not just loved ones, but all that we have or... Yeah. The you know, loss, those existential deaths. The loss well. of moments, the loss of time, the loss of opportunities. Yeah. You bet. All of that. Yeah. And and to affirm that that to lament that death, whatever takes place. Yeah. And yet still reside in even out of those little deaths, there is resurrection power. Yeah. And there is hope. Yeah, that's that's powerful because they are all connected. Mm-hmm. And and uh one can betray the other or yeah. can um, spawn new growth in the other if yeah. we'll pay attention to it. Um, yeah. I, I would just offer one more thing out of this passage because it's, it intrigues me enough that I probably will spend some time on it on Sunday morning, is the uh, friendship that Jesus seems to have with this family. Mm. It seems like it is safe space safe space to be emotional safe space to be um fully present um it feels like he enters into their home 
with a familiarity and a um, oh I it, 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 an openness from the family to include them a hospitality mm. yeah that that sometimes in regard to Jesus's journey he's in some settings he's certainly the celebrity in other settings he's the villain often he's the teacher here he's the guest yeah and I I love that the humanity of Jesus needs a place where he's the guest yeah and I I'm intrigued in exploring that a little mm. bit more as well I'm caught by in a very similar fashion the the honesty that Martha and Mary oh, yeah. have with Jesus. Yeah. In, in in Martha's response, I think holds such a beautiful pattern of how we ought to be holding death writ large and also the little deaths, which is an admittance of, I wish this were different. Mm-hmm. The lament of, yeah. and the hope of, and I know... God will give you whatever you ask for. That there's this combination of of lament and hope held together. And the the authenticity and the honesty to be able to say that fully, to lament before Christ, who is the guest in the household, and to to hope relying on whatever Christ may have for this family. Yeah. Wow, a whole lot of food for thought in this passage. Yeah, a lot to unpack. Yeah. And it's a beautiful passage, and I'm looking forward to your preaching of it on Sunday. It's nice to be on the journey together. Thanks, Always Matt. Always good.